Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. You're listening to the All Things Dave podcast, a podcast dedicated to all freaks, geeks, losers, goobers, podcasters, and fellow YouTubers. Today, we're going to take a trip through the wormhole and talk about the greatest Federation space station in the history of the Alpha Quadrant, Deep Space Nine. So join us as we share some of our favorite memories and talk about our top five favorite characters. And as you can expect, spoilers. Now, welcome to the show for the first time. My former co-host from Podcast from Another World, my lovely lady, Julie. Hi! Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on here. You ready to Finally. talk Deep Space Nine? <laughs> I am. Oh, I love One Star of the Trek. greatest Star Trek shows ever. Yes. And we're not alone because we're bringing back a returning guest. Welcome back to the show, Randy. Thank you for having me. It is awesome <clears throat> to be here discussing... Uh, probably my favorite TV show of all time. As you know, we've had this talk many times. So, yeah, I, I'm glad to be here. And if I was going to go out on a limb, I would say his top three favorite shows. Here they are. Deep Space Nine, Battlestar Galactica from the 2000s, and Stargate SG-1. But that's just a guess. Yes. Yes. And that's funny that you, you, knew, the, you knew the top two, but as you – I've been – messaging you as i've been discovering sg1 you know 20 plus years after it's come out which is cool with me um and me and my wife just absolutely love it can't get enough of it we love we, we're not we're not blowing through it as quickly as we do when we watch a trek but we've seen trek like umpteen times so um yes sg1 is just kick ass and uh i'm glad uh we took your word for it and and watched it yeah man and it's a long show too 10 full seasons and then it's got two movies at the end yeah i'm stoked and then atlantis and oh and i love atlantis too but man this could be another conversation when we do exactly stargate stuff (laughs) so Mm -hmm. all right guys you saw the description we're going to talk about top five favorite deep space nine characters you could probably assume there's going to be some crossover, but I surely hope with the three different personalities we have on here, there might be some, uh, what, rabbits in a hat? Is that good to say? Yeah. Some I surprises, like some secrets, magic tricks. All right, we're going to go around the table, all talking individually, five, counting down, <laughs> four, three, two, one, and then honorable mentions at the end. So I figure 
Randy, you're the guest who's returning. I'm going to let you choose. You want to go first or last? Um, I will go. I'm actually more curious to hear y'all. So I would, I would like, I, I would like for Julie to go first. I want to hear wow. Julie's. All yeah. right. <laughs> We've talked DS9 so many times. Dave, I have an idea of who's yours might be, but oh, um, I, I'm kind of curious about. I'm kind of curious about Julie's, so let's uh, hear Julie's. I know. As we've been uh, preparing for this episode, I've been trying to guess what Dave's would be. And, and I just want to be left alone. <laughs> Everybody, quit guessing my list. Uh, and I, I even have a list, and I'm going to check them off if I get them right. So oh, we'll see. how about that? Uh, oh man! All right, so my number five actually was a surprise for myself too i was not a hundred percent sure on my number five until mm, today so okay (laughs) um so my number five is my favorite ferengi well not favorite but one of my favorites nog Mm. okay the noggin. Okay. The noggins. <laughs> the noggle. So tell us why Nog makes your top five. Oh, man. So starting out, I mean, he goes throughout the entire series, but starting out, he's just kind of there. But he really yeah. hit home for me. It was midway through the last season. In, oh, yeah. On a paper moon. On a paper moon. Every time. And I was Remind just like, paper moon. wow. That's when he comes back with the le- when he gets his leg amputated. Yeah. Okay. And he has the PTSD yep. and he's mm-hmm. in the hollow suite trying to works out some of these issues and so added some depth didn't it yes oh, oh and af- ever since that episode i'm like yep yeah, he's one of my favorite characters so did you put him on your character. list because of that ferengi scream that he does in that episode before <laughs> no. was it siege Oh, man. oh, wow. No, but I don't know how they learn how to do that. I'll show you later. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to be able to scream like that. So if anyone ever tries to like do something to me, I'll just start Ferengi <laughs> screaming and leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Randy, you want to go next or you want to go last? I'll go next. Sure. Okay. Um, so my number five is also a Ferengi. And for number five, I picked Rom. Um, <laughs> yes. Because because I feel like, you know, it, the, the Ferengi, well, not Quark, but the other Ferengi are comic relief, you know. For, they're, they're comic relief the whole time. But kind of like with Nog, I I absolutely love the way they fleshed them out and made them more than just comic relief. And, you know, I love how they um, made it into a thing with Rom where he's he's not a good Ferengi. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have the lobes for business, but he is just like a technical like wizard you know what i mean and i just think it's so cool when he finds his place like with o'brien and on his crew and how he like saves everybody's ass um in the you know in the dominion war like by mining coming up with those self-replicating mines and i just think he's absolutely hysterical he is funny as hell and um yeah i mean you know some of the same reasons um when, why Julie would pick Nog, I pick Rom, and um, 
And plus, I, you know, he's like the sweetest. I mean, he's just like the nicest guy. But he, he ends up being totally um, critical to the survival of the station, which is super cool. Yeah. He's not that great at baseball, but he can score no. a double no. girl. <laughs> he did pretty good on the Dabo girl end, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. yeah he didn't do bad at all. He didn't do bad at all. Um, one of the funniest episodes ever is when they thought Quark had died. And um, and I'm trying to – I can't remember what it is, but it ends up where somebody comes in trying to finish off Quark inside the infirmary. And um, Rom is in there, and he he just starts. <laughs> and, and the very first time, probably like ten years ago, plus ten plus years ago, the very first time Jeanette saw that, she laughed her ass off so hard. And every subsequent viewing, each time we do it, like I am just so thrilled to get to that episode because I know she is just going to like just laugh so hard it's it's never gets old man that's amazing and so you guys are two for two on Ferengi's yeah my number five is going to break the tradition (laughs) oh that's all right but my number five is a guy that I would like to call a friend even if he's just a hologram Vic Fontaine oh Oh, yeah let me tell you something yeah, everybody who knows me knows I love the classics, right? Classic movies. Yeah. When we when they introduced Rick's, uh, I mean, just first off, the name, right? Vic Fontaine. It's like right. Rick from Casablanca. That's close. Oh, yeah. Where's oh, the okay. But he sings like Sinatra. The, man, that's a place I want to be. But tied into you with mm-hmm. your character, Paper Moon. The way yes. that he helps Nog yeah. get through yeah. everything. And to that point where he has to even, like, pull the plug on him, knowing it's going to hurt him but help him in the long run. And, oh, man, just, I mean, that's the episode that really made you, like, like understand Nog as a character. But I think that mm-hmm. it also showed one of the times where Vic was more human than a human uh, oh, Rob yeah. Zombie pun. Rob Zombie, white, there you zo- go. white zombie pun. Little, <laughs> let me get crucified. But seriously, um, I love Vic Fontaine. I love that, you know we talk about season six, episode twenty. Um, that's whenever he hooks up uh, Major Kira and Odo. Oh I mean, yeah. how cool is that? This guy is a cool character. He's got the smoothest voice in the quadrant. Yeah, Pally? <laughs> right, Pally. Yeah, that's right, Pally. Yeah, and, and I like the story of I read about them getting that actor. Um, to play, you know, and and you know how that guy's like a, isn't he like a Vegas staple anyway? He's a singer. Um, I I can't remember now, but this last watch through a few months back, when it came to you know the advent of Vic Fontaine, whatever season that was, like what five, four or five, something like that. Um, whenever, whenever he came in, I was like reading about the guy and I'm like, man, this is a cool story. Like, you know, it was a really cool story of how they didn't really expect it to work out the way that it did. Um, which is also kind of, you know, what led me to pick some of the other characters on my list. For sure, man. Cause you know, 
like you said, so Vic, I don't think he comes in until season six. It may be oh, five, okay. six. It's not four. But the funny thing is, if it was done wrong, that could have just been a one episode, like exactly. a one off. But they exactly. hit a home run with it, and Vic is such a lovable character, and it works for everybody because obviously he helped Nog through some problems, but also, hey, you got to work on the Hollow Suite, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really like, you know, when it comes to Next Generation in particular, I don't like the Holodeck episodes for the most sure. part. Um, but man, uh, even, you know, Voyager, I, I don't mind them, but I like them as much as a normal episode when it comes to Deep Space Nine. And I think it just goes down to how much I like the cast of Deep Space Nine. They could be doing almost anything. And this was a difficult list to compile, I will say. I didn't say that at the outset of this, but this was a bastard. I should so. have said that, too, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh We hate gosh. ourselves for doing it, but it was uh, a challenge to ourselves to see if it can be done. It would, it would have been a challenge to, to narrow it to ten. Right, you know? and so with that being said, you could pick any, like, any five characters from DS9, and that's a great list because everyone is great in DS9. Yeah, they uh, are. They really everybody. are. They really Not, are. If you hate them, they did a great job. Like, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Exactly. Exactly. Let's roll to Julie. Let's go with your number four. <laughs> My number four, um, at the beginning of watching this, we just finished watching it all the way through. And this character was introduced fairly early on, but I didn't really know them until watching it through with you. And this character surprised me. Garrick. Elon mm. Garrick. <laughs> he is the former spy from Cardassia, mm -hmm. exiled from his world, and is now the harmless tailor on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I'm but a simple tailor. I'm but a simple tailor. Well, yeah. So, yeah. My doctor. So, <laughs> um, but what I like about him is his character developed quite well over the whole oh, yeah. series. And what I liked was that his heart was always in the right place, even though some of the things he did were kind of shady. Very, very. Yeah. But he was the guy you want in your corner to do all the dirty work. So when oh, something yeah. goes down, you know he's going to take care of it. Like, he will be there. So. Yes. Yes. But yeah, he kind of, he grew on me. So in the beginning, even Dave, you were saying, you know, oh, I love this character. And I'm like, what? He's like, not that interesting. <laughs> well, when you watch DS9, it actually has credits in the beginning. And yeah. so when you see who's in the episode, you get really excited. So when you see, oh, look, Andrew Robinson is Garrick. You're like, yes, right. it's a Garrick episode. Yes. And right. You get so excited. I'm like, okay, he's not that great. But now I'm like, okay, yeah, I oh, like yeah. him a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. That's a really good pick. Garrick is a freaking awesome character. Yes, he Hello, is. Garrick. And Andrew Robinson as an actor, fantastic. You're going to meet him in the horror world. Hey, I, I know. I want to see what else he's in. I like him. Right. Randy, what you got for number four? I'm going to go with O'Brien, Miles O'Brien for number four. And, um, I mean, what – you know, I, 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 as I was thinking through this, I, I was like, well – It'd be so easy to like make like oh Cisco or oh this person you know your top five I mean you, you know most the, a lot of people may think oh I'm gonna go with the the big key characters and 
Man, like, O'Brien is definitely one of those. I love, um, you know, it it, it makes me wonder because we watched Next Generation prior to, or no, we watched Deep Space Nine prior to watching Next Generation all the way through over the last few months. And it's like, did they just know that they had something with Colomini, like, from that very first episode of Next Generation, because he's in it, did they? They just knew that. Oh, we we need to have this guy back, and he never was like a big character, but they did give him more and more as time went on, to the point where they're like, oh yeah, we need to have this guy as a mainstay on Deep Space Nine, and I'm so glad they did. I love how they fleshed out his backstory. I absolutely love how. Um, uh they just put the dude through so much that yeah. dude just he's kind of like he's kind of like the um the dude from die hard you know just gets the shit kicked out of him just relentlessly and i mean the guy just doesn't have any quit in him and he, he's just an absolute badass and kind of just a normal dude too and funny and yes. funny the the dynamic with him and Bashir is hysterical. It's one of the many like pair of the the show has a lot of like pairs of people, if right. if that makes sense. And and um, yeah, just hysterical, absolutely hilarious. O'Brien is awesome. I remember my first time seeing that character or that actor was in Con Air, the Nicolas Cage movie from the nineties. Wow. And somebody in the room that we were because we were watching on VHS, somebody was whispering like, I I didn't even know they probably said that's O'Brien, but I didn't you know I was tuned into the movie and all I heard was did it from Star Trek, so yeah. all I knew was like oh he's in that nerdy Star Trek show. At this point, I didn't discover my inner geek and nerd yet, man. I was still nothing but horror movies, but sure. uh, man, seeing him in Enterprise or not Enterprise in Next Generation as the minute character, but knowing that he becomes a bigger character on DS9, I kind of had the same thought. I'm like, how is he barely in this? Like, he must have established himself as an actor outside of the Star Trek TV show, and then they just had to give him something more to do, but I'm sure glad they did, because Miles O'Brien is a freaking awesome character. And uh, his bromance with Bashir is, it's out of this (laughs) world. (laughs) (laughs) His bromance. That is so funny. All right, my number four... Is I wouldn't be surprised if it's on one of your list at a much higher number, but I can finally jump on the Ferengi train because my number four is Quark, and nice. he's he's very passionate, he's very generous, oh, yeah. and uh, he's a loyal man, and he loves Latinum. I mean, he's got the lobes for business, and he is yeah. not going to be the Grand Negus. That's okay. Yeah, he runs a heck of a bar, but those <laughs> Dabo tables are rigged, man. <laughs> He's always up to something, man. He is always he is always up to something. And you know what's funny is like Odo, the chief security officer, is always in the know. Like he's always paying attention to what yeah. Quark does. But it Quark. Quark always gets an opportunity to try. That's the best part. He always lets him try to get away with it. Uh-huh. And it's like Quark is part of the family, and he's a Ferengi, so we kind of have to look the other way. As long as nobody gets hurt. That's the way it always gets boils down to it. Kind of goes back to what I love so much about Deep Space Nine. It's not the squeaky clean Enterprise. 
you have to bend or break the rules sometimes. Um, in fact, more often than not, you're, you, I mean, you're always bending them, but more often than not, something gets broken. And that's what I, it, it's so much more, it, it just feels so much more real to me. Um, and a lot of it comes down to there is a heavy criminal element and, you know, Quark, he's just got a lot of depth to him. And I think yeah. it's awesome. I'm surprised that that Quark and Garrick didn't have more things together. Like, yeah. that's yeah, that's or something. But maybe they did, when, you know? When they do, it's very, like... It, it's almost like I think they recognize each other as formidable in some respect. And it's like, okay, I this this guy is good at what he does. He's going to be a total pain in the ass for me to like screw over. Basically, is the way. Yeah, I would yeah. look at that. But yeah, man. Yeah. And you mentioned how a lot of the Ferengis are sometimes used as comic relief, but and Cork is. He's a serious he's character. Hilarious. But man, he's, he's, that yeah. guy has so many like you got to pay attention to catch everything cuz he's able to oh, have yeah. so many one-liners in there and the oh, way yeah. that he talks he can deliver it under his tongue so well. Absolutely. But yeah. Cork is the kind of character that can be in an episode with any other character and it's a good episode cuz it's a Cork episode. Absolutely. Like he, when he when, definitely steals the show. Oh, dude, when Cork and Odo go up on the, um, what is it, when they're, like, climbing the mountain? That is one of the funniest episodes <laughs> yeah. in DS9 ever because they are yeah. just going at it the whole time. Oh, yeah. They, they hate each other's guts, but they can't live without each other. Exactly. And yeah. um, also, I, I can't go without saying, since I'm on the Cork train right here, is um, uh, the season three episode, what is it, eight, Meridian? The one oh. where Quirk, uh, do you remember when uh, when Jeffrey Combs makes his first appearance in DS9 as a one-off character? He plays the guy that wants to get a hollow suite uh, designed after Major Kira, and oh then Quirk puts my. himself in it at the end. You know, it pans up the legs. Oh no. That is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's, that is so funny. That yeah. Oh my gosh. There, and so. Lumba, and just yep. I mean yeah, it just. It, oh wow! But I, he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> All right, Julie, number three. Uh, what you got? Number three. Um, my first human character <laughs> is the partner to Randy's number four, Doctor Bashir. <laughs> ah, very good. Uh, he's a superhuman. He and I don't think I liked him as much until I found out he was genetically enhanced. He got a lot more fun. <laughs> yes. The, oh, wow. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That it did. It did change something. Well, I mean, big time. It changed something big time when when that whole um, bit came to light mm -hmm. and uh, definitely added a lot of depth. I mean, he um, he's. Before that, I don't really like him that much. I don't Agree. dislike the character. I just don't like him. He's an annoying little shit. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, like, and but as t you know, it's almost like I'm like O'Brien. And as time goes on, like, yeah, he's I like him. You know what sure. I mean? But at first yeah. I'm like, this dude's a 
douche, you know? Well, when we first meet him, he's, like, talking, you know, he's hitting on every female. Everyone, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. he's just like, ooh, I can't wait to work with Frontier Medicine. And I, it was very, I feel like it was a really good writing tool to go ahead and make him uh, intelligent because it gave them an opportunity to run with a lot more storylines mm-hmm. of saying we have to do something that's out here that only the most intellectual person can figure out and oh we now we validate Julian Bashir as a character because he's no longer just the doctor on the station so right it's similar to when you think about Beverly Crusher on Next Generation she's just the doctor but then there's she has a son Wesley but it's the love interest with Picard that makes her more than a doctor she becomes a, a big character on the show and that's what happens with oh, yeah. uh, Julian Bashir is yeah. he's the doctor he's kind of a, a write off you know similar to like an Enterprise for a while the doctor's just kind of the doctor but here you're able to give him a little more and then next thing you know you're having our man Bashir and all of a sudden he's 007 yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh that's that's a cool angle with the um... oh gosh I, I'm already a couple months away from watching it the the shadowy organization um what the hell are they called section 31 nope section 31 i'm gonna lose my mind which may or may not exist exactly right i was gonna say sector 001 but i'm wait that's that's not it (laughs) anyway no great great angle i really love when um they bring the other um i guess you would call them genetically enhanced yes. people who mm-hmm. are as lucky yes. as him. I, I love those episodes. <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> yeah, it's dude. Awesome. And there's that one episode that's so touching where Doc, because we've seen Bashir have a few different love interests on the show. Oh yeah, there yes. was the girl who was like paralyzed, and then he cured her, mm-hmm. and and that yep. was really good. And of course, he's always had a thing for Jadzia. And then there was a thing with right. what is it? Is, I said her name Lita earlier. Is that correct? The yes. Dabo girl? Because they he go to Risa with, together? Okay. Yeah, I, but they like are. It was both a, fling. a couple of leches. So yeah, 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 it was yeah. A complete fling. I was yeah. making sure I had her name right. Huh, spoiler, <laughs> she's not on my list. <laughs> but um, right. But when Bashir Bashir cure, uh, helps her find yeah. her inner self, and she be, I wanted that to work. Yeah, I know. I did really well together. Great actress. Bashir was actually a decent human being in that episode, and uh, it actually left me kind of heartbroken, to be honest. I I was, uh, you know, and I was disappointed with the uh, Melora. um, I can't remember the name of the episodes. The Melora incident, I think, and she's the one who is from the ultra low gravity planet who has to like walk around in crutches all the time. I, I thought she was a great character. Wasn't and I that wanted... the one I was talking about with the wheelchair thing? Oh, the I thought gravity? you were talking about, I thought you were talking about the other genetically enhanced, um, lady who he, um, I mentioned she both. Never... Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was bouncing I around, realize. bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. I, I wanted that to work out. I wanted her to become like a, character on the show yes. you know, yeah. oh, she's such an interesting character she was like floating around inside the uh, <laughs> yes. quarters like how cool yeah and it's it's just like how can you just make them go away after that you know what i mean like right. that, that was a cool character but anyway mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's called a contract sometimes we're only good for one episode <laughs> <laughs> right that's a really right. good number three thank you what you got randy number three that is a good number three so um my number three and I think as we go along, it'll make sense why 
I don't know. I'm actually kind of looking at this like I, I, I just had to pick an order because I don't I don't typically prefer one character over another. And I'm actually kind of surprised I didn't make this number one. But mine is Garrick. And Garrick is that's why, Julie, it was really yes. hard for me when you said that. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, no, 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 you know, <laughs> Garrick is a fucking badass. Yes. I mean, he is just absolutely i mean he is perfect he is the perfect character the perfect actor to play that character the dude will have you like laughing your Mm -hmm. ass off and then at the same time he is completely believable that this guy is if he needs to be can be a stone cold killer and he is just yeah and I mean, does not has no compunction. Where I don't know if that's the right word. Has no reservation whatsoever mm-hmm. about um, you know taking somebody out if he has to. Um, and we see it on many occasions. And you, he surprises you. There's all kinds of surprises written into it. Um, a lot of the angles um, where you learn more about his past or learn about stuff that he's trying to like hide or cover up because he doesn't want people to know about it. Um, the way just everything with that character is absolutely perfect. Um, and like I said, like so many characters, uh, just completely believable. Um, I, I just, I get tongue tied just, thinking of all the awesome things I like about that character. And again, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? This is my number one. But anyway, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, if you're just passionate I, about I, your I, number three, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's my, number one. My, I get it. That's right. Mine. I don't want to, I don't want to foreshadow it too much, but it'll make sense as time goes on. Why I have my last two, but Garrick, Garrick is amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he can fix her suit. Yeah. Oh, and, and the relationship, the, the relationship between him and Bashir is hysterical. And I think Christ. that's why I like him so much is because he fucks with Bashir like more than any other character. He just, he just <laughs> screws with Bashir and trolls the shit out of him. And and I absolutely love. It. Oh my dear doctor, you know, like I absolutely, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, man, I know one one standout <laughs> episode. I didn't write the name down, but was whenever they're at that. Uh, is it a Klingon prison or a Cardassian prison? Dominion. The Jim Hadar Dominion. Okay, yeah, and it's it's where he, we find out he's highly claustrophobic. <laughs> oh, that yeah. episode got me claustrophobic, and I'm not even claustrophobic, right? dude. Yeah. And then watching oh, he, him, he pulled it off. He oh, he was so good. Like anxiety yeah. one minute, calm, cool, and collected the next. Yeah. Mm. Well, and he can when he gets that crazy look in his eyes. You know the <laughs> doing the thing like it's That's like Eric, guys. yeah, Eric, guys. dude. It's like I think he's about to like break somebody's neck. You know, <laughs> he's about to put a phaser blast into somebody's. Mm-hmm. Somebody's about to catch a phaser blast to the back of the cranium or get bombed or whatever. Oh, hey, With some yeah. isolinear data rod, some <laughs> shit. Like I mean, 
damn, you know? Anyway. Uh, All right. Yes. Let's move to my number three. It's about time we got a Klingon. He's the commanding yeah. officer of the Rotarian, Ooh, uh, General Martok. Yeah. Absolutely love General Martok. Mm. Somebody that could have been in every single episode and should have been. General, Somebody like, who could have their own series. Yes, that honest. needs to happen for sure, man. A Klingon <laughs> spinoff series would be amazing. But General Martok as a character. So the actor has actually been in Star Trek before, just like mm-hmm. one-offs. But when he... When he auditioned for Martok, he almost didn't even get it, which initially made him so mad that he went General Martok mode in the in the like in the room oh, in the wow. audition thing, and they were like, "Okay, you are Martok. You're what we're looking <laughs> That's for." That's funny. I didn't at know one that. point, even in the script, they were talking about because you know General Martok it doesn't have vision in one of his eyes, right? Right. And they talked about doing something that would cure it, and he was like, "No." We have to leave it. It's a bitch because I can't see when I turn left, but this I is my character, and I embrace that difficulty. It's who I am. And, man, whenever Gowron needs his ass kicked, it's so good <laughs> to have General Martok around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gow- um, Martok is so, so cool, dude. I mean, he's he might be my favorite Klingon of all time. Mm. You know? Um Nobody would be upset about that. No, no, he's he's absolutely he's a dirty boy from the Catalans, you know. Just like <laughs> he does voices really good. He does. I had a pet tar when I was young, you know. Just oh, God, he's got a barrel of blood one. Yeah. yeah, and I, like, oh, I yeah. like the whenever he took Worf in when mm-hmm. Worf was kind of exiled from all the house things. Of, yes. No one wanted anything Joined to do with him, and Martok was like Worf, son of Moke. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because I think he, you know, it's I didn't when when I went back and watched um, the Next Generation this this last time I forgot that Gowron pretty much had always been a little kind of a slimy little political you know bitch basically even though he's a he is a badass don't get me wrong I, I do I do like Gowron um, but I, I since I hadn't seen Next Generation and forgot about some of those things, I was like, man, why did they have to do that to him, you know, in Deep Space Nine? But he had it come in the end. It was always what was going to be what happened, and I just didn't realize it. But Martok, man, just pure, pure Klingon, um, but not to a fault, not to a fault. He's he's um, forward thinking, and uh, yeah, when he he's just a badass. And I, I love that his crew believes in him so much that they'll back him up even when he gets uh, like put to the side and has to step down as commanding officer when Gowron tries to you know go in there and win the dominion war and right. they're like and, and i think was it wharf that tells him like oh, yeah. they will follow you yeah oh yeah. those dude those episodes are so good yeah but oh. Dude, well, uh, you know, you know the, the uh, Klingon aspect is my favorite aspect on of all of Trek. I mean, those those episodes where they're either in battle or they talk about like Klingon culture or yeah. whatever, that shit just gets my 
blood pumping, man. Dude, and the episode, like, Sword of Kalos, oh, so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And so, man, good shit. And, yeah. you know, it's it's not anything on Worf whatsoever, but I feel like in, in my list, um, I have to go for the supporting characters personally in my list because I think it's too easy for me. For me, it's, it would just be too easy to be like Worf, Cisco, you know, like that's me personally, you know, and right. Mark Hawk is just a badass, and it's the actor, it's his voice, his gruff voice, and just the background they gave him. And have I mentioned that how perfect every character is? I think I said. <laughs> Everybody who's seen DS Nine agrees, man. Yes. They know. Yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's roll into our top two. What you got, Julie, yeah, for your number two? Number two. So this character has been one of my favorites all along. Um, she's about three hundred and fifty years old. Mm. <laughs> Oh, wow. Jadzia mm-hmm. Dax. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeanette will appreciate that. That's yes. her favorite character. Uh, um, so much that if we had a daughter, she wanted to name her name a daughter after Jadzia Dax. If we had a daughter. Awesome. I was like, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. So I just, I love her character. I know she started off kind of weird and awkward and not, didn't really kind of fit in. But as she grew throughout the series... She just, like, owned it. She Mm -hmm. was the old man to Cisco. Right. Marrying Worf fought him. Right. What did you think of, it's like, what did you think of that when that happened? I, at first, I thought it was kind of, I was like, what? Yeah, and then I was like, but it she has works. such a history with it with Klingons. It does work. Yeah, yeah. It, and yeah. oddly enough, it it made sense because of the history that she has. But right. Yeah, just the character itself, I loved, and just like how she had all this knowledge and experience and these skills that she could bring to yeah. every situation and every relationship that she had with each person. Ha- so. How did you take it when she died? Because I knew before you all yeah. got to that episode that you, yeah. that you really liked her. Randy and I, and I like, were oh. talking. I was like, Julie's going to lose her mind tonight. I was like, oh, no. So, well, yeah, what did you think of that? that? We were like, uh, we were like, we have time to watch one more. And you kept saying, are you sure you want to watch one more? <laughs> sure? it, uh, yeah, we had to end the night like that. And, I was and just that like, was Ooh. the one. And I was like, yeah, we got time. Let's watch it. And then that was it. So, yeah. um. I, to be honest, I wasn't that upset. I know that sounds weird, yeah. but the way they did it, it was it paid mad respect to her and to the character, sure. and especially Worf's response to it. Just kind of oh. like, it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, my <okay>. gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everyone yeah. was just heartbroken in the show, mm-hmm. and so. Also, the fact that I knew there was only one more season without her made it a little softer to bear. But <laughs> so was it season six when she leaves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the last one... episode. Okay, yeah, she just six. missed yeah. one. Was, I think it was called okay. Tears of the Prophets or something. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so... it's. It, it's mm-hmm. I still feel like it's weird, but I know that the actress um, didn't want to, you know. That she didn't want to, she wanted to just be a less frequent character. Right. Correct. But they yeah. wouldn't do that, which I find it bizarre. Sucks, but yeah. 
it is yeah but what it doesn't it doesn't make any (laughs) it doesn't make it any less the best tv show ever made in the history of the universe so that's okay i'll chime in too i personally absolutely loved the Jadzia and Worf relationship. Yeah. I thought it was the most genuine relationship on DS9. Totally believable because, like you said, she, you know, with Curzon Dax being one of her past hosts, mm. like she embraced everything Klingon to where, dude, she passed as a Klingon. Like you wouldn't oh, think twice yeah. about yeah. it. She fought anyone. She could well a Batlith. I mean, she's a bad bitch, yeah. is what I'm going to say right now. But, yeah. um, but yeah. Jadzia was intelligent. I mean, she's a science sure. officer, you know? Mm-hmm. The relationship she had with every single person person on ds9 yeah and i mm-hmm. think originally maybe you said she was kind of awkward at first maybe they weren't sure what they were going to do with the whole symbiont thing True. which ironically sg1 you know the symbiont mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know yeah. <laughs> but uh um, nah. yeah i will tell you the episodes where they did like flashbacks of her past hosts oh. i did not care for i didn't hate them yeah. i don't hate any episodes but when I have uh, an episode with Jadzia and it's her doing something amazing, I love it. When it's her dealing with her past, like the, oh, one of my hosts used to be a killer and this, that, and the other. To mm-hmm. me, that's like watching, and, and Randy's going to he's gonna know, uh, that's like watching a Deanna Troy yeah, episode, you know? It it's is. like, okay, well, I'll watch it anyway. Aww. But Jadzia <laughs> yeah. rocks. Good, good some, of it's, some of it's interesting, and, and of course the, tr- the whole Trill thing is central to mm. obviously it's central um but it's it, it is it's kind of like meh you know i but again it, it's not something i'm gonna skip there are no right. ds9 episodes that i skip nope not one you know <laughs> yeah all right is it me oh yeah because that was your i just got totally turned around so it's my <laughs> turn now <laughs> Okay, so tell us your number two. <laughs> yeah, so my number two, um, Quark, is uh, Odo. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. My number two is Odo. Nice. Um, I mean, what, everyone knows him, but, I mean, uh, just one of the coolest, um, coolest backstories most original backstories mm-hmm. i think i've ever seen in in a, a piece of fiction ever um the way that it ties in with um everything uh <laughs> i guess i guess what i'm saying is the way that that the what the type of being he is ends up becoming such a huge part of the um story and um his history i love it when they go into his history like when he was working for the cardassians mm-hmm. um you know i love the relationship with kira um i just it, there were a lot of wins with odo um and he's he's also just hilarious absolutely yes. mm-hmm. he's funny as hell um and it's really funny to watch how in the first season, his voice didn't get that. He didn't get that gruff tone with his voice in the first season. If you go back and watch, he's like talking a lot more normally. And, um, but then it, you know, later on it's, you know, kind of like that. (laughs) Absolutely hysterical. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing character. And, uh, I mean, gosh, what, 
What else can what you say? What more can you say? <laughs> Coolest changeling in the Gamma Quadrant, oh, the Alpha yeah. Quadrant. I can't. It's so cool, yeah, man. Like, yeah. you know, they go so long, you know, watching DS9, not explaining anything about him. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we learn yeah. about his uh, past, you know, being the officer on Terraknor and everything. Yeah. But it's just like, where do you come from? Do you have a race? And then all of a sudden, it's like there's a whole planet, you know, there's the Great yeah. Link. And it's just so crazy. And then... Dude, I know the other day we were talking about this because this is the kind of conversations we have. It was like, man, when's the last time you saw Odo in his bucket? Because, like, that used to be a thing. Like, yeah. I had to regenerate. And then all of a sudden, man, no more bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end. But that's Doesn't okay. He, like, more Odo. Put a, puts a plant in it or something like that. Yes. I, can't I think it's, like, that. flowers for Major Kira. He yeah. puts those in there. Um, but, yeah, Odo's such a solid pick, man. Even from the first episode when he's, like – disguised as the duffel bag. I'm like, ah, this dude yeah. can shapeshift. Yeah. How fucking cool yeah. is this? You can get away with anything. He's, he's hella cool, man. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the angles, I, I like his, um, I guess he technically works for the Bajorans, I guess. Right. Cause he's got like that on the station as chief of security. He's kind of affiliated with the Bajorans. Right. But he's still just kind of this like, maverick but not in a rule-breaking kind of way but he owes no allegiance to anyone except the truth i think um and and but he is loyal i mean he is he is a good guy and he's never gonna like do anything to screw over but there's several times where you know he makes his uh he makes his i don't know if consternation is the right word he makes his uh frustrations with the federation very apparent um and i do love his continual um i don't understand the human need to (laughs) this or that you know it's oh he later (laughs) understands it though doesn't he because oh he does he he consummates he he, (laughs) dude whenever he becomes a human that blew my mind i'm like they took it away yeah yeah yeah, that's a cool that's a cool angle um, and the way he gets it back is just mm. so cool. brilliant. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Odo's a solid pick. <laughs> All right. My number two is going to be extremely predictable, at oh. least in Randy's eyes, because I'm talking about the lieutenant commander and a heck of a blood wine drinker, my favorite Klingon, Worf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, again, like I was just speaking for me. I, I don't fault <laughs> anyone for picking any of like what you would consider like the main cast at all. I mean, I picked Odo and O'Brien, so. Sure. But dude, let <laughs> yeah. me tell you, Worf's a game changer. Like he's one of the best <laughs> characters on Next Generation, period. Okay. Absolutely. And then when he steps foot Onto Deep Space just, Nine. Uh, we're talking exactly the first episode of season four. Total tonal shift in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. everybody is already doing a great job. But, man, the stories get so serious. And then, like, oh, having yeah. that storyline of Worf and his brother. And then having mm. to choose his allegiance yeah. to either be a Klingon or Federation. I'm like, this is fucking great writing. Yeah. yeah. And only Dude, Michael Dorn can bring it like that. Absolutely. When he steps onto that station, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I remember. Oh, so here's damn. the gig, dude. As you know, I had, I had seen DS9 all the way through one time. So I went ahead and I was watching it a second time all the way through with Julie for mm-hmm. her first watch. Yep. And I'm like, I can't wait till season four. She's like, why? I was like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. So that whole yeah, like, yeah, cloud yeah. has been hovering over her. And then as soon as Worf steps on the station, like all of a sudden, Immigrant Song is playing for Lizette. But I'm like, 
<laughs> like it's yeah, going exactly. down, dude. Exactly. Oh, that there's is a, such so a special funny. place in my heart for Worf. It was a heck of a com- competition for my top three. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, mm. Oh, but that's yeah, my number two, man. Appallingly <laughs> difficult choice to make, and Worf, dude. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I, he just saves the Klingon Empire time and time again. It's really bizarre to me that somebody who's seen not seen as a as a valid member of their race right. saves their ass over and over and over and has more honor than ninety eight percent of that population. You know, oh, man, just watching him like on next gen go from like like weapons and security and then come over and he's like a tactical officer. It's just <laughs> and he can do the helm if he needs to. And I tell you, man, if I ever have an away mission, I'm taking Worf with me. Right. Oh, <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Let's go ahead and dive into number one, because uh, I have to know, Julie, what do you got? I think you know them Don't already. Know this one, say I'm it. not sure if Randy knows. But um, my number one, Quark. <laughs> Has to be. It is. I even have mm-hmm. a Quark t-shirt. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and so, um, nice. Whenever I had watched episodes of DS9 prior to watching it all the way through with you, I'd catch it on TV or, you This know, is BD so, before Dave. Yeah, before Dave. Yeah. Okay. Um, Quark <laughs> He's was my remember. favorite. He was what I knew. and. Yeah. The reason I love him so much kind of goes back to that, the comic relief. Like, he mm-hmm. is just funny to me. <laughs> like, I just, hilarious. The things he does and says, the way he acts, and even, you know, I know he and Odo had this, like, love-hate kind of thing going on. Oh, yeah, on. he won't say goodbye to him. Yeah, but when he, it's like, it, I can't remember what episode it is, but he, I think it's that one, mm-hmm. and, and he's like... He loves me. That man loves me. Yep. <laughs> that man loves me. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get that out of that whole situation? I'm like, that is so it's just funny. funny. And so I just, I, I love too how he kind of grows, and you see that yes, he's for profit, and yes, he's all about money and platinum, platinum. But he also cares about everyone and wants you know to see them. Yeah. be happy and prosperous themselves and so yeah Quark is such a yeah. great character and I think that is very divisive as a writing tool because he's kind of like the character that ties all the characters together mm. just having Quark's sure. bar and allowing those storylines to come and go and have him uh, <laughs> his Ferengi ears hear yeah, everything true oh, man. that probably comes in handy <laughs> So, obviously, I love him. He was my number four. But, yeah, Cork is the rocks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right on. Right on. Right. So, Randy, well, I mean, I have to know now. Because yeah, I, I, going so, into this, I was like, Randy's number one is going to be Miles O'Brien because he's tough as a coffin <laughs> nail. And then when I heard him later, he I was like, tough. ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, so, so <clears throat> I mentioned... I mentioned um, earlier that that my two and my one kind of go together, and it's interesting because my one is also Quark. Um, (laughs) Just absolutely perfect character, entertaining, um, hilarious. I think the fun, probably the funniest aspects to me are he's like. 
conservatively minded with, um, you know, like traditional Ferengi values Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I just love how like pissed off and worked up he gets like, (laughs) like, you know, in the different episodes where. You know, there's that um, there's that uh, Ferengi woman who's pretending to be a male, and oh, there, yeah. you know, there's all those oh, his all mom? those different. Moogie? Uh, well, the stuff there's with his mom. a different one, I think. No, too. the one where he's got an employee who's pretending to be a. Oh, woman. that's a joke. And then he has to dress up like a female Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just seeing him put in all those awkward situations is absolutely hysterical, and yeah, it. Quark's bar is what makes DS9. If if that were not if that were not allowed to happen on there, it it would seriously remove like I'm gonna say I mean that would have that would affect over half of the the Mm storylines in in um, DS9. Quark's bar is every bit as impart- important as the the command that not the bridge but whatever ops or whatever they call yeah. it um yeah so it's it's such a huge piece and he's such a great character that um like we said earlier when when Dave had him he just steals the show whenever he's on screen absolutely hysterical all kinds of one liners um probably like the one that always made me laugh was like when he's like war, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing, you know. Like, <laughs> like just shit like that. Absolutely hysterical. Um, can be comic relief. He's always funny, but he is involved in mm. plenty of the very serious stuff. Unlike, yeah. unlike some of the other characters, he's never not funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it, it, I think well, a lot other... of it has to do, Randy, his delivery is so good that yeah. Yeah. even if the writing wasn't so good or whatever, the guy is able to, like, it's funny. You mentioned how you're, like, you mm-hmm. before you really dived into DS9, you remembered Quark. Yeah. And I could tell you, just quintessential, like, Quark was the image of a Ferengi to me and will yeah. always be, mm-hmm. like, the definitive Ferengi. 100%. Oh, and just knowing... Knowing that Armin Shamran, like him under that makeup, blows my mind because I would think that he would look like Cork all the time. I know, <laughs> like that looks <laughs> like you, bro. Well, that's like when I when I was watching um, SG One, and uh, and I texted the the guy, you yeah. know, all the guys, um, you know, the Trek Talk guys. I was like, "Fucking Armin Shimmerman on SG One!" Like at first yep. I saw him and I'm like, "I know that guy," and then it dawned on me who it was, and I'm like, "Jeanette, look at that! Look at that! You tell who is that? Do you recognize him?" And you know, Jeanette uh, always is like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, whenever I point out to her, point out to her, like who somebody is, she's like, "How do you do that?" You know, like yeah. how do you recognize him? But I, I mean, you can. You I know. Very distinctive. Very distinctive. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you two have the same number one. Me too. I clearly yeah. don't since he was my number four. Hey, so I can't he was even on pretend. Your list. Well, Darn okay. it. <laughs> Real quick, since you think you know so well, do you have any guess? Just one guess, uh, Julie, who's my number one? Oh, 
I don't. If you don't want to answer, that's okay. I'll just roll with it. But I just no, because you. I was not right at like. Oh, I had one. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to go with Cisco, but then that seems too easy. I feel like sure. you're gonna throw me a curveball. I, told you. I have a guess. <laughs> I have a Let's guess. hear it. Let's hear it. So you I say Cisco. What do you say? I think it's going to be Nog. I don't know Hilarious. why, but I think it's going to be Nog. Oh. Okay. Well, one of you is correct. My number one is the only actual human being on my list. <laughs> the best mm. actor in all of DS9. The emissary himself. Benjamin yes. Lafayette Cisco. I don't yeah. care how generic it seems to anybody that doesn't know me. If anybody yeah. thinks I'm taking... Watch any episode that he is in. Specifically, things like Paradise, Season 2, Episode 15. The one where uh, they go to the planet and basically they're treating him like a damn slave. And he decides he's not going to eat. And he like digs in the field oh, and sleeps yeah. in the hot oh, yeah, box. That I was like, this dude can act like he yeah. is selling yeah. it and then obviously randy there's the visitor which is i know a tough one you know season four episode two with him and his son jake cisco and where he disappears oh that is that's a like, tough one that yeah. one him and tony him and tony yep. todd in that one and you know having lost my dad like within the last few years mm. whenever i see that it's like i can't Sharing the tears off, man. It, it right. just yep. breaks my heart. And she knows yeah. I had to look away, dude. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's brutal. It's it's almost criminal how 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 much of a tearjerker that episode is. Um, my my personal favorite for him. Well, you know what? I'm gonna let you go. I don't want to. I was gonna my... say he's probably gonna read the next line. Probably. <laughs> so, um, just to cut you off, just in case you stole my thunder, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my. I hope we never do favorite episodes because I'm going to give away my number one favorite DS9 episode of all time. And it is season six, episode 13, Far Beyond the Stars. I think that is the greatest episode in the world of all now, wait, of Star which, Trek. I'm trying to that think. is the one the... Where, where they are all out of their makeup. Yeah. Oh Remember yeah. Where he's it, the writer. It is. Yeah. When he's the oh, writer. Dude. And, and he's that... like, Oh, so good. The fact that he plays this fictional writer who is dreaming of DS9 and all the characters, mm, I'm yeah. just like, That's a pretty I cool want, angle. oh, I get, she how saw me, I had, up, how did it end up tying back into the real world though? Was it, it like, it was so loosely of, done. It, cause he was like going into, um, what was it? He I was in many comas, vision? but he, well, it was almost like he was going into a stasis. And every time he disappeared, he went to that alternate reality yeah. where he believed he was there. And then yeah. every time they brought him back, it was nothing but a, like a vision to him. Right. But they even right. revisited it later in a dream sequence right. when they tried to tie in the Section 31 mm. and everything. So cool. But just everything yeah. with like the, the racism and, and dealing with life back in the day. I just, yeah. oh man, I mean, I, Ben Cisco to me, man, mm. like that's my captain. Like I love, I will watch anything that that guy's in anything yeah. like if yeah. he if he sold toilet paper he'd be the best damn toilet paper salesman <laughs> i'd ever seen in my life yeah. but just so we can move on to other things and see what randy was gonna say dude i just my i, I it would when i knew we were doing this list number one was already done yeah yeah my my favorite by far and it's probably a cliche one to pick for him but is it the pale moonlight um oh yeah it's mm. a fake you know uh no the the yeah. one where, i mean 
that is to me like what makes that that is every part um what makes ds9 ds9 he had to get dirty as yes fuck on that one he had to get in the muck and really do Dude, just the things that he shit. had to do i think that's what separates him oh yeah from patrick stewart's character in Absolutely. next he wouldn't have done no. that no 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 other captain would have done that um I don't think anyway. None, none that we, none that we've seen and would like. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's like, it was sheer desperation. It had to be done, and it's what makes DS Nine DS Nine and better. It the best of all the treks is yeah. he had to do it, and then in the end, the way like you say, I think it is like the best piece of his acting. In the end, when he's sitting there and he's mm-hmm. and he's doing the log and he's like basically like he's saying, talking to the camera, man. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to the camera and he's like, "Would I do it again? I would." I, it's yeah. not exactly what he says, but he says it and then he says it again, like he's trying to convince himself right. that he would. And then you can see him finally just—he's like, "I have to stuff this down the memory hole, and it's something I'm going to take to my grave with Garrick." And um, <laughs> <laughs> right, he's, oh, yeah. he's like, "He's like, I'm taking this to my grave." You know what? I there is—it's—I—I I have I'm without excuse on this one. It's disgusting. It's vile. But I had to do it. Um, and if I did it, if I needed to, I could do it again. I could. Yeah. I could. And I'm, I'm he's gonna say it till he believes it, and you just mm. see it, see that, see the actor saying that, and then when he's like, delete personal log, you know, it's like, yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's heavy, you know? Well, you know, so often throughout this conversation, we've talked about how certain actors can like turn it on and turn it off. They can mm. be funny one minute and yeah. serious when they need to, and I feel that that's so much of what Cisco is as he a character is he is like the most stern in your face captain yeah regardless of who you are he's by the book it has to be done until it has to be shady and even though he doesn't like it it's for the greater good he's gonna do it but man just the way he he always like puts his conscience out there for us as the viewers and his personal relationship with the loss of his wife and then now falling with cassidy his relationship with jake his son Mm -hmm. and then just the the ties between being Hey, am I with the Federation or the Bajoran people? Like, there's just so much complexity to his yeah. character that I can never get tired of a, a yeah. Cisco episode ever. He gets- just, man, even Randy, when he goes, like, I love his father too, man. His dad is amazing. Yeah. Like, when he has to go back yeah. to Louisiana to his restaurant and he's working with his pop, man, I'm just like, yeah, this is so fun. good. That's so that's good. Awesome. And I want, you know, Cajun is like my favorite, some one of my favorite types of food of all time. And so there's that whole angle, too, that I yeah. just love. And I'm like, shit, I want to try their etouffee, you know, like, <laughs> come on, you know. But, um, no, nah, g- great. Uh, I mean, what what can you say? It's, mm. You can't fault anyone for picking that as their favorite character. He's by far my favorite captain. Yes. You know what I mean? Of of any Trek. And it's it's not even close. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not to take anything away from, you know, Picard or anyone else, Janeway, anybody. I love them all, and they were perfect for the series they were in. But because I love DS9 so much 
and it's he his his ability to to be Machiavellian when he needs to be, um, and not always squeaky clean. That's what makes me love him so much more. You know. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> All right, so now's the unveiling of honorable mentions. Some some may have already uh, popped up, and some may have not. So I'll just kind of look at both of you. Do either one of you have an honorable mention that has not been brought up? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so um, when you first when when I, I think it was a couple days ago, I messaged you and I said, "Look, can I just?" <laughs> oh yeah. Can I, I just do you. all yeah, of so Jeffrey up. Combs' characters as one of my picks? And you said, no, you can do all of the Wayunes as one of your pick. And I'm like, that's – thanks. But no, I actually – and I didn't pick Wayun as as his character. Probably one of the funniest characters to me on the whole show is Brunt. Yes. <laughs> A. <laughs> every time, every time he shows up, front F C A. It's just I just laugh my ass off. And one of the funniest fucking episodes of all time, funniest interaction scenes, is when he purchases Quark's body. Yes. Think he's gonna die, and then basically Quark is telling him. He's having this conversation with Quark where he's like, I'm not dead. You got to understand, you know, I don't have to go through with this now. And he just literally like he Jeffrey Combs is brunt just sits there and stares at him with the most disinterested look on his face of all time. As Quark says like two or three things and waits for him to reply. And he just sits there and stares at him. He doesn't even move. And it is one of the most hilarious (laughs) moments in all of Deep Space Nine. And it just, just pure, it would have been a crime. I feel like it's a crime that I didn't have a Klingon on in my top five, especially knowing me. But it's just the way it shook out this particular time. Ask me next month. It'll probably be all five. <laughs> but um, but you talk like you have a Klingon tattoo or something. I don't uh, yeah, know what exactly. you're so worried about. I, yeah, I, to the listeners at home, I do have a Klingon tattoo that I got with Dave, by the way. Um, yeah, so – but to not have a Jeffrey Combs character in a DS9 favorites would be, you know, punishable by some sort of imprisonment. When you and- text messaged me that question, it gave me so much relief because I knew that at least a Jeffrey Combs character was going to get mentioned and I no longer had to take the fault for not being the one to mention uh, it. Yeah. Oh, because no. here's the deal. Jeffrey Combs, I've known about that guy since I was a kid because mm. he was huge in the horror genre in the 80s. Right. Yeah. The dude's in tons of horror movies. And I didn't become a Trekkie until, I mean, like 2012 or something. Yeah. Right. And... Then when I found out Jeffrey Combs is going to be in Star Trek, I got excited. And when I found out the dude plays so many different mm-hmm. characters, um, oh, dude, Brunt's an awesome pick. Wayun's an awesome pick. You could have picked anybody. I mean, if this yeah. was Enterprise, we'd be talking to Andorians right now. Jeffrey oh, Combs big is time. a great actor <laughs> anyway. absolutely hysterical as Shran. That is one yes. of the funniest <laughs> characters in all of Star Trek and definitely the funniest one on Enterprise, in my opinion. Um, if I had to think of one, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a badass. but Brunt is, that is some of the funniest shit. I mean, you know, uh, dude, when he pops up in like Cork's closet, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, oh yeah. And he goes from being like, 
just this arch nemesis to be in a complete freaking like just a complete slimy little toad mm-hmm. when he real when he thinks that that Quark is going to be the Nagus. That's hysterical. Right. It it's just again. He's giving him a pedicure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah, missed the spot. Freaking hilarious, man. Ugh. All right, so you didn't have an honorable mention that hadn't been mentioned yet. I did have one. Okay, do it. Yeah. Moogie. Oh. <laughs> I like that there's so much Ferengi representation happening on this episode. Yes. For real, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just liked that character because she just is kind of like the whole women's lib kind of thing. It's like, uh, yeah. Oh, we're going to take, like, we want to wear clothes, we want to work, we um, want to make yeah. money and make profits, too. We like, want to chew our own food. <laughs> we want to chew our and own she's, food. And uh, she's um, well, an absolute, like, like shrewd businesswoman. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean. She saves Ferriganar, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she saves Zex's ass. Yeah. Right. From Brunt. From Brunt. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> She, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. I actually do have an honorable mention. It also hasn't been brought up yet. Mm. So this character almost made my top five. It was one of those I had to really think. But when I, I told Julie, when I made my top five, I said I'm never going to go back to it. True, I've never did. changed my list. When I made yeah, it, that was it. Because I didn't want to go back and second guess everything. So when I started thinking about honorable mentions, it was easy to go, well, the person that didn't make my list is going to be my honorable mention. And I'm so happy that he never got brought up because you can say what you want, but I absolutely love a villain. And your hero is only as strong as your villain. Oh, yeah. And I love Gold Dukat. Mm-hmm. Oh, he I is don't a- care what... Dude, he is the He's coolest Cardassian. Awesome, yeah. I know you guys love Garrick, and I yeah. do too. But man, their confrontation is swagger. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Gold Dukat, man. dude. When he gets infected with the paw wraith, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, it's getting. Dude, when he kills Kai Wen, I was like, oh, right? he burns her to a crisp. <laughs> I was like, thank you. No, right? but, uh, yeah, like, oh, yes, <laughs> hey. absolute, absolute, like stone cold like evil yes uh, you know and you want to think there's these moments like i mean i think i even read like marco lamo say you know gold ducat is a bad guy he is yeah. a bad person like you think there's moments where there might actually be a change of some sort but in the end he's just he's he's awful <laughs> he is yeah. just yeah awful. i think Whenever he has the meltdown after he loses yeah. Zial, that yes. that was kind of tough. But I think that once he not got evil, over though. it, I was gonna say I think that oh, yeah. sent him over the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the uh, and and just how cerebral he got with yes. fucking mm. with Kira and like yes, <laughs> insane. He's like insane. I used to bang your mom. Right? Yeah, Whoa. that's so. That's so messed up. You it's know? like, where did and, this come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, I couldn't remember, like, this last watch through. There's lots of things I don't remember about DS9 as much as I love it. 
like I was like, wait, he's just making this up. But no, he wasn't making it no. up. That was all true. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just insane how evil yeah. the son of a bitch is, you know? Well, yeah, and for him to pursue Major Kira early on, yeah. knowing that he was with her mother, that's yeah, 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 yeah. up, dude. You're it's bad, gross. dude. It's but gross. man, I, it, just talking about Mark as the actor and performance as Goldu Kai, like, you know he had a fun time playing that character. What a cool oh, I'm sure he bad did, guy. Man. So yeah, oh, man. I was, the best. Man. I wasn't worried about Julie as much, but I was suspective of you having Golden Ka on your list. I was like, damn, he's going to say it. It but. came down, not, and it, it just came down again to I wanted to focus more on, just for whatever reason, I wanted to focus more on the supporting characters instead of like, although, you know, I did pick O'Brien and Odo and Quark, and they're they're yeah. not, you know, they're they're pretty much, I mean, I don't know who I would consider like the the second to um uh, probably kira i guess would be like the second most important character i guess if you were to look at it from like a normal like how you look at a movie who's the number one co-headliner maybe oh, kira sure. sure um but o'brien would definitely be considered um odo for sure but yeah 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 okay so mm-hmm. Who was your honorable mention that had been brought up? Odo. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Although Boy, I don't like him with Kira. <laughs> hey, he, he made you Kira like a better character. Kira. It, it did feel awkward at first. It was like, yeah. how's this going to work? But, you know, yeah. I it ended up, it definitely ended up making sense. Especially, oh, yeah. especially because they've known each other since Tarek Noor, you know. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any more honorable mentions, Randy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just have the one, and it would have been it. I mean, there had to be a Klingon, and it could, you know, I had to have a Klingon had to make its way, um, make make their way onto the list in some form or fashion, and it's Martok because it's Alexander. Is, oh wait, Martok. Yeah, Alexander. <laughs> I did like what they. I loved what they did with Alexander. Yes. I thought that was his son. That was cool. Yeah. So cool, and it it was it was definitely a happy ending. But no, um, you know Martok. I mean, if I could see any spinoff of the classic Trek, um, you know, it's never going to happen. But if I could see anything, it would be a Klingon series um, with Martok as one of the main characters. Um, and it could be before everything. It could be after everything with Worf. <clears throat> I would prefer after everything with Worf. Um, yeah, it would be, oh, it'd be so cool, man. But yeah, Martok. Well, they can get creative, man. Sling that bird <laughs> of prey over here. Let's do it. Um, so, I know I said you can only have two honorable mentions, and oh, I am no. I am going to stick to that, okay. and I will tell you my second honorable mention, and then I have one more thing I have to say after that. My second honorable mention was brought up, and that was Miles O'Brien, who yeah. you probably thought was on the I list early. I think he was on your list. So I love Miles O'Brien. Yep. yep. Just I had to make a top five, and, and he fell out of the five. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I will say that I am baffled that I made my top five and left out this character that Julie knows would have been in my top five. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there because I know all three of us love this guy. Morn. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, Morn is. Funny. I just want to fucking hear him talk. <laughs> that episode, Who Mourns for Morn, was amazing yeah. to have him. That's a hysterical episode. Oh yeah. When he spits up the latinum. He golfs up that so latinum. Yes. Oh. I have the so. Morn action figure. What? Nice. That's yeah, amazing. I have I have a I have a cork bobblehead, and then oh, over on my ceiling over here, let's see, I have sis. I was it was when I met came down to Texas the very first time, Dave. Aww. I when I was in Oklahoma City before I went home, I went by the um, I can't remember what they call it their vintage stock or movie trading company, right, but I went right. there. They had a bunch of DS9 figures, dude, and it was all I could do to not buy like a dozen. But I walked out of there with Cisco. Garrick, um, Ducat, O'Brien, and Morn. I was like, I have to I buy envy you, brother. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. They had a bunch of others too, and I, I, I you know, they're like seven or eight bucks a pop, and I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm gonna feel totally ridiculous if I walk out of here, if I cart home <laughs> in my rental car. 20 DS9 figures. I'm gonna look like an asshole. I'm pretty so, sure the missus will forgive you as long as you brought home a Jetsia Dax. Right? Uh, yeah, she would have been cool with it. But, um, <laughs> but I, yeah. So. Man. Man, what a good time talking yeah. about our favorite characters and some of our favorite memories of DS9. Um, before I let you both go, Julia, I want to talk to you for a second because yeah. somebody may be tuning into this episode for the first time and they may, you know, hey, I like her list. I like what she says about DS9. Mm. I like her as a podcaster. Hey, tell people about our other podcasts we have. We have another podcast, you and I together, called Classic Movie Conquest, where we cover all the classics. <laughs> and all the classics, we're talking anything from... Uh, 70s and earlier. Okay, so... That's what you limited me to. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's going to be silent films, it's going to be musicals, <laughs> film noir, feel-good movies, yeah, but all the good stuff. So. a lot of fun stuff. And how often do we put out episodes? Uh, about every two weeks on a good month. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Alright, so if you like Julie, check us out on the Classic Movie Conquest, and you know, you've heard Randy on this show before, it definitely won't be his last time being on here. Randy's actually the guy that got me into DS9 uh, early so day conversations. Weird, and here yeah. we are. I've ran through it twice with you. But, man, tell the listeners a little bit more about you because you're not <clears> only <throat> one of my best friends. You're not only one of my Star Trek guys. I swear to God, strike me down if I'm lying. You're one of my absolute favorite musicians. And Dude, that's she can so attest cool, to it. Man. So yes. I want the world to check out your music. Let's just tell everybody about it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I that never gets old. Um, trust me. So I, I really appreciate it. And you are one of the core group of people that keeps me doing it because you know, being a it's just like being a podcaster being a being a musician and you know um you know you want people to hear your stuff you want to be heard and um sometimes it can be discouraging you know and so to have those people that you can always go and you know are going to listen to that new thing you put out and are going to you know most likely like it um, is and and tell you about it from time to time. It really keeps you going as a musician. And I know that you know doing a podcast has to be like a similar thing. And I wouldn't. I probably never would have even been on a podcast. Period. If it wasn't. If it wouldn't have been for you, man. And I've been on several other podcasts. 
um, as a result. And so, yeah, dude, I'm, I, I feel you on that and I reciprocate 100%. Um, I make music as, uh, it's called here on Mars and it's Dave, um, basically led me to just calling it sci-fi music. It's, it's rock, but it's with a heavy electronic kind of dystopian future kind of electronic bent to it. And, um, I've been doing here on Mars now pretty much as long as I've known Dave. Um, so about five years now. And it's definitely um, the I'll always do music as here on Mars. Um, there will be other things that come along, but I'll always have here on Mars because more than anything, it's out of all the musical projects I've ever done. It's pretty much me. Um, and so you can find me um, here on Mars is where all my stuff is. Um, I put out a record last July, June or July called Align, and um, you can find all my stuff on pretty much Spotify, um, Apple Music, um, any normal like streaming thing. It'll be on there. Um, right now, I'm about to put out um, a little three-song EP of super heavy stuff, super fast, super heavy um that is kind of like the metal project i've always wanted to do we were i was going to put it under its own name but in the end um you know talking with everybody it just seemed like you know just may put it out as here on mars and it'll be a thing i do every now and then where i make just a stupid heavy stupid angry fast um you know super aggressive sound that kind of steps up aside from the normal sci-fi sound so that'll be coming out soon i'll announce that soon on my twitter twitter.com slash here on mars underscore um thank you <laughs> <laughs> you got it brother yeah. so guys thank you for listening to this episode of all things dave podcast It's the greatest story in sports. Start roughing straight back. Hit as he throws. Has the ball. It is a touchdown. I'm Doug Russell, and this is Tales from 1265, an insider's look at football's most storied franchise. 
a franchise that has had its dynasties. This is the first Super Bowl trophy, and uh, it's something Green Bay can keep. We're going to have a, a new trophy each year. And its rebirths. Every major football decision will be made by Ron Wolf. I realize I'm a Green Bay Packer now, and maybe I can prove that I am worth the first-round pick next year, but just got to be patient. But I was really impressed with the coaching staff, with the whole organization, and with the direction the team is going. I think they, they have a total commitment to winning. Tales from 1265 is presented by Nicolay Law, your local award-winning injury lawyers. If you've been injured, get Nicolay, Wisconsin's winning team of lawyers that will get you back in the game. Tales from 1265 is a production of iHeartRadio Podcasts and is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. 